This is The Way of the Cross, Episode 4, The Creation. Hi, you're listening to The Way of the Cross podcast. The Way of the Cross is here to encourage you as you deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus Christ. So let's get started. Hey everybody, this is Philip, and I wanted to welcome you to The Way of the Cross. If this is your first time listening, thanks for stopping by and letting us into your life for the next few minutes. If you're returning to the Way of the Cross podcast, why don't you subscribe? You can subscribe at our church's website at www.atomawesley.org, and you'll find all our episodes there, or you can go to iTunes and search for the Way of the Cross. Once you subscribe, you'll get a notice whenever we produce new content, which we do every Monday, to encourage you as you follow him. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim. Thanks, Philip, and welcome to The Way of the Cross. Today we are going to go over creation. Now, in previous podcasts, we were saying that we were going to go over Noah today because of um, it not being really covered too much in the material, but we had some technical difficulty at church this morning, and I wanted to make sure that everybody got the content from this morning as well as the content that we were going to normally produce. So this week we're going to get... A bonus episode. All right. We're going to have a bonus episode. This is technically not the bonus. I guess technically it could be the bonus episode. You decide which is the (laughs) bonus episode, whether this is the bonus episode or whether the next one is going to be the bonus episode. We'll just have episode four and then episode four 2.0, and then you can decide which (laughs) which one is the bonus. There you go. That might work. (laughs) So today we are, so what did happen back there with all the technical stuff, all that technical stuff, I I would say it's over my head, (laughs) but it's not, I'm just not back there. But so what happened back there this morning? You know, I'm not really sure. That's a good question. We had everything because you had set up that audio recording device to record and we had it all set up before service started. And then um, after we had gotten through the first couple of songs and then the offering and everything, it just stopped working. I couldn't get it turned back on to start recording. I wasn't really sure what was going on. Oh, I hate it when stuff like that happens. Isn't it the worst? Yeah. We'll Technology have to, is great when it works. Yeah. We'll have to figure out how we can power that directly from the electricity instead of from a battery and hopefully the uh, electricity won't go out on us one day but anyway that's why we're doing this podcast on genesis and today we're going to start in genesis chapter one isn't that a great place to start it's the best place i start at the beginning yeah that's why they call it genesis genesis of the beginning and we're going to start at genesis chapter one verses one and two so uh, if you have a bible go ahead and get it out if you're driving leave that bible alone (laughs) please just, just listen along. But if you do have, if you are at home and you're at your coffee table, go ahead, grab your Bible, open it up. Genesis chapter one. It should be real easy to find. It's the first book there in the Bible. And we're going to read from the very first verses of the scriptures. Genesis chapter one, verses one and two. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. That is the Word of God. Amen. Thanks be to God. So today we want to open with this. I want you to, as you're sitting there, as you're driving along, I want you to think about, if you're at your coffee table, you can close your eyes. If you're driving, do not. I repeat. Please don't close your eyes. Do not close your eyes. (laughs) But if you're at your coffee table, again, close your eyes, and I want you to think about your favorite movie. Philip, what's your favorite movie? Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. 
Star Wars 4, Episode New Hope. He stole my <laughs> donkeys. He knew what I was going to do here. Well, even if I didn't, I would still say that because that is my favorite movie. I do like Star Wars. Now, when how old were you when you first saw Star Wars number four? I don't remember. You don't remember? Uh, well, I don't either. <laughs> but I do remember how old I was when I saw Star Wars. It wasn't. It episode, wasn't, yeah. It wasn't episode four then. It was right. just Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I remember it was a, the, one of the greatest opening scenes in, in uh, well, I don't know if in all of cinematic <laughs> history, but it was a great opening scene. This big ship comes down and it envelops another littler ship, and all of a sudden you see these guys in these white pointy hats. <laughs> lining up in the hallway with their laser guns and they're getting ready for a battle as whoever's getting ready to board them and you see the 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 door being cut and of course now they got all the smoke and everything and it kind of enhanced that a little bit but all of a sudden these guys in white I don't know what some kind of white uniform. I don't even know what they're made of. And they had these white helmets on and they come through the door. And it's the only time in Star Wars history that stormtroopers were able to hit what they were shooting at. And they Unless just, he was Finn from the two new movies. Well, that's that's true, I guess. But <laughs> but anyway, they start coming down that hall and they start shooting at the rebels. And all of a sudden they cut away and you see this um this image of this beautiful young woman standing there at this little bitty blue and white robot. <laughs> and at this point you have no idea that that's R2D2. Oh yeah. And you, he, she's standing there and she's doing something. And all of a sudden he, they, him and the, and the, uh, and the gold guy, he's a, who's a robot. He, they walk away and they get in this escape pod and they jettison out. And, and the, the people are, who are uh, the bad guys are trying to decide, are we going to shoot this? Are we going to shoot this one? No, just let it go because there's nobody on it. So that it gets down to the surface and the rest of the story goes on. And anyway, that's a great opening scene. The opening scene was even better after they redid it and enhanced the visuals. See, see this, (laughs) this is the new generation. When you, when I was six years old and I was sitting in that movie theater first movie i ever saw you can't make that any better (laughs) you can't make okay maybe you can make it a little better but for me that was a great opening scene now imagine if you will you imagine your favorite movie imagine your opening scene now imagine that you have to go to the bathroom Mm. happens every time and you miss the opening Scene. Can you imagine missing the opening scene of Star Wars? Now, let's take this to the Bible. Could you imagine missing the opening scene of the scripture? The whole time you're reading it, you would have no idea how we got here. It would make no sense. Exactly. Yeah, it would make no sense. Like, sin, what's this? What What are you talking about, <laughs> sin? This doesn't make any sense. What are Ad- humans? <laughs> Who is Adam and Eve? <laughs> What did they do? Why are they so important? Who are Abraham? Yeah, who are who are these people that pe- <laughs> they keep talking about? It's- so think about when Matthew opens his gospel. Some of the first words that come out of the gospel are, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, if it wasn't for the Old Testament, 
you would have no idea what he's talking about when it comes to the Lamb of God. None at all. Who takes away the sin of the world. What That doesn't even make any sense without the Old Testament. So, opening scenes are important. Very important. Now, what is what happens in opening scenes? Well, one of the things that happens is it induce, induces in, introduces us to some main characters. Now, who are some main characters in Star Wars? Darth Vader. Darth Vader. C-3PO. Who else? Princess Leia. Who else? R2-D2. All within the first opening... Uh, the, all within, like, the first five minutes. The, they're all there. All of these yeah. main characters are there within the first five to ten minutes of the of the movie. If you go into f- about 15 minutes in the movie, then you're learning about Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. you, and... And so ben Kenobi. Ben Kenobi is already introduced because of Princess Leia within the first 10, 15 minutes as well. You have mm-hmm. it, So all of these main characters are introduced within the first five minutes, first 10 minutes of Star Wars. Now, in the scriptures, the main character of the scriptures is introduced within the first four words. What are they? In the beginning... God. In the beginning, God. Notice that it also sets the scene as well. But the main character of all of Scripture is not you. It's not me. It's not anybody that has ever lived, except maybe Jesus. <laughs> it's God. Amen. God is the main character of Scripture. He is the main character of the story. And we're also introduced to the setting. Now, what about setting? In the Star Wars, you have the setting. Where's the setting of Star Wars? It's on a ship. On a ship. In a galaxy. Far, far away. In a galaxy. Far, far away. That's in, And that was that was super important. That was the first thing you saw when the movie started. It was. And that technology that caused that, created that crawl, those that word crawl, man, that was, that was big stuff back then. And the music became iconic, too. I, I, for a long time, that I, I thought that was how all movies started. <laughs> I'm six. What do I know? <laughs> I thought that what it was was the MGM music that started, and I and then I heard that again, and I heard that again, and I, I'm like, why is Star Wars music in every? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. But anyway, it sets the scene. The Bible also sets the scene, and in the first three days, we have light is dark. Light and darkness is created, sky and water is created, and the land is created. Then in day four, five, and six, we have the opposite, well, not the opposite, but the the uh, it gets a little more specific of what is created. Like day one was light and dark, day four was the sun and the moon, and day two, God created the sky and the water. And day five, he creates the birds and the sea creatures that go in the sky and the water. On the third day, he created land. On the sixth day, he created animals and humanity, both that go on the land. Now, let me ask you this. You've been in a few plays. Mm-hmm. How many plays do you think you've been in, in as, a, as a young person so far? Too many to count. Too many to count. <laughs> let me ask you this. When did the actors come on to the stage for the, for the performance? Was it before or after the set was built? It was after the set was built. It was after the set was built. That's what God is doing. He's building the set, if you will, that we call the planet Earth, that we call 
home. He's building right. the set. And he's ready to introduce some other characters. Before we get introduced to those characters, I do want to point one thing out. Earlier today during the sermon, when you were drawing parallels between days one, two, and three, and four, five, and six, I leaned into Ray and I was like, I never put those together as... As as a cross... A, right. A, yeah. And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that if you look in the Hebrew... Genesis Genesis 1 is actually Hebrew poetry. So this might be a part of the poetic uh, license, if you will, of, of the Hebrew writers as he's writing poetry about how about creation. So he does this uh, does this thing where the two are cross the one and four go together, two and th- five go together, three and six go together. Now is that what he was intending? Was that what they were? I don't know, but it's interesting that that's how it comes out. Yeah. Um, so those that stuff does uh, it's it's in there, and we and uh, and I think it's important. Um, but we are introduced to some other characters now. Who are some other characters that we're introduced to within the first five minutes of Star Wars that were minor? Well, they're ma- kind of ma- major characters, but they're also not the really the star of the. Well, you got the stormtroopers, and yeah. then you have the rebel troopers. I don't know what you call them, rebel soldiers, I guess. Yeah, they, you definitely you do have the stormtroopers. You have the rebels. They're all secondary characters. Well, in the scriptures, we get introduced maybe not to secondary characters, but they're not the main character either. They're what what in movie technology in movie terms we'd probably call them supporting actors and yep. supporting actresses. Who are the supporting actors that you can think of in Scripture? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, definitely supporting actors. And the, without them, and as the supporting actors, actors and actresses, we don't have a story. That's right. You got to have those people. Who else is a supporting actor in this in the story of Genesis? We also have the snake. Definitely the snake. Now is I. I he even becomes, to some degree, even a major character because I would say so, yeah. Because he's throughout. He's in stories. You have an antagonist and a protagonist. That's right. God is the protagonist, and the snake is the antagonist throughout mm-hmm. Scripture. And he becomes, even though I don't consider him a major character because he doesn't have all of the power that God has. He's still at least a very, 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 very important character, as is Adam and Eve, because they're the ones that the snake and God are fighting over. Mm -hmm. They're the problem, if you will, between the two of them. Exactly. So how does this go on? So we're seeing this. We've just been introduced to the next thing a story has to have. It has to have a plot. (laughs) <laughs> a good story has to have a plot. Now, there's nothing worse than going to a movie and there's no plot. <laughs> None whatsoever. And that's one of the things that makes, Star, I think, in my opinion, makes Star Wars so good is because it has such a great plot. They're still developing the plot. There's, it's crazy. that It's also, when we say in a galaxy far, far away, and we're thinking another. That's exactly what they've created. Mm-hmm. George Lucas created a whole new 
universe and mm-hmm. that the Star Wars universe. I hate to draw this parallel, but he kind of played God just long enough to make Star Wars. Ooh, he is the God of Star Wars. How about that? <laughs> we won't. We, we, other than that, we won't go any further. He's the creator of Star. Maybe not God. He's the creator of go. Star Wars, just like God is the creator of this story, our story. Go. And they, they've created a whole new universe. Now they do this all the time. There's the mm-hmm. there's the the Marvel comics universe star trek universe everybody has their universe marvel yeah. comics has their universe the dc comics they have their universe and 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 what's really crazy is people get so wrapped up in these plots and these universes that they actually have you ever been to a star trek convention <laughs> i mean you can see the blue woman from the original <laughs> there's always going to be somebody there that is playing the blue woman there's always going to be somebody there playing the green monster there's always somebody there who's going to try and be spock and tell you to live long and prosper and they think that these universe well, i don't know that they think that their universities are real but i'm they, sure some of them do they at least escape our universe that mm-hmm. we live in and go into their universe and that's exactly what god is he's created a universe he's introduced the the setting he's introduced other characters and he's introduced the plot what is the plot well first thing we got to know is that god has a passion for his creation that Amen. is part of the plot the scripture says this then god said let us make humankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals, over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created them in his own image, and in the image of God he created them, male and female. He created them. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. Now, here, think about this. You've got all of creation. You've got birds you've got sea creatures you've got uh, i mean everything that crawls along the ground it's it's all there and it's and this is one of the things i like to do on sunday nights well i'll do it here in just a few minutes as i'll go outside and it'll be dark and and it's this is really nice on winter this is about one of the only things i like about winter (laughs) when it's nice and crisp and the in the especially in the fall and winter mm-hmm. it's the sky you know it's a nice crisp night and you can see the stars and they look so bright and you look up and you're just in awe of what god has created and it looks so beautiful but it's not as beautiful as you are amen all the beauties of creation are secondary to you because nothing else is created in the image of God. But this does bring in another part of the plot. And that is the, it in, introduces us to the problem. Almost all movies have a problem of some kind. There's some kind of, some kind of problem. Now, what is the problem in Star Wars? What is the main <laughs> problem in Episode 4, A New Hope? The main problem would be the Death Star. Exactly. The main problem for them at that point is the Death Star. That's what she was trying to... She, Princess Leia was trying to get plans 
to the Rebel Alliance so that they could figure out some way to blow up the Death Star. That was the problem. And you had the protagonist trying to blow it up, and you had the antagonist trying to stop them from blowing it up. Well, we also have a problem in Scripture. The problem in Scripture, I'd like to call it the tale of two trees. <laughs> no, why might I call it the tale of two trees? Well, there's a novel called The Tale of Two Cities. Exactly. It's exactly who I'm, what I was thinking of as the tale of two cities. And in The Tale of Two Cities, written by Charles Dickens, there is two characters that look so much alike that people get them confused and they both fall in love with the same woman. Now, if that isn't a problem, I don't know what is. <laughs> and by the end of the book, the one guy who she does not fall in love with but is madly in love with her goes to the to the guillotine to die for the other man so that she can live with him, the one that she actually loves. And he's not this other guy. He's He hasn't really done anything good. He, even though he's a lawyer... He's not really done anything all that good, and that's why in the in the last part last part of the book he says it is a far far better thing that I do than I have ever done before. There was a problem, problem in our universe in Genesis chapter three. We find out that Adam and Eve sinned. They've been only given two rules, and there there were two trees. They were told not to. They were, they we were told that there that there are two trees in the Garden of Eden. There's the, the the tree of eternal life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And they're told not to eat of that tree, the of the tree of knowledge of good mm -hmm. and evil. And that's exactly what they do. Because, of the antagonist coming and telling them, has God really said? How many of the day's problems? boil down to has God really said every single one of them almost every single one of them comes down to has God really said mm -hmm. man and a woman they get married and the man decides he's not going to be faithful to his wife he goes out and has an affair and what is he really saying has God really said said that we should that, uh, that we should be faithful to our was hath god really said it boils down so many of the problems today now we've got to dis that's something we have to decide for ourselves what has god said and that is the problem uh, what are we going to believe are we going to believe what the scripture says, are we going to believe whatever we want to? And God, we have this problem and God, we are not in relationship with God anymore, but God desperately wants to be in relationship with his creation. And now for the next 66 or 65 and a half books, the sequels, if you will, is about how God pursues humanity from the rest of, from chapter 4 of Genesis to G uh, Revelations chapter 22 are the sequence sequels of how God is pursuing humanity 
that we might become in back into right relationship with him. Now, so what are some next steps? What are some things that we can do when it comes to getting to know who God is and and getting to know this story, this great, wonderful story? Uh, there was a movie called The Greatest Story Ever Told. <laughs> and they didn't call it The Greatest Story Ever Told because it was not a great story. It's a wonderful story. So how do we progress in this story? Well, the first thing we need to do, we need to reread the story. Or maybe we need to read the story for the very first time. And then when, as we're reading on it, maybe we need to meditate on it. Now, meditate is to think about what you're reading and, and let your mind just think about the goodness of God, the greatness of God, the the love of God. It's not emptying your mind of everything that's in it, uh, but it's filling our minds with everything that God is doing in our hearts and our lives. Another thing that you can do to help you in this uh, in, in the story is realize that you are a valuable part of the story. You are a supporting actor or actress on the stage of life, and God is the main character that you are interacting with. And when you realize that, you should praise him. Because we don't deserve to be on this stage. We don't deserve to be on the same stage with God. Who's your favorite actor or actress? Um, I guess... Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Uh, he's played in he's played in a lot of stuff here lately. He's. Mm -hmm. uh, did you know that that uh, Wolverine is now done? There's no more Wolverine. Did you know that? No, I didn't. But that's kind of sad. Wolver that that was Hugh Jackman's first American big movie thing that he did it was recently. kind of the movie that made him famous and in the United States it was the movie that made him and he has been playing Wolverine forever and now with the movie Logan Wolverine is no longer Hugh Jackman also played Jean Valjean in Les Mis yes he he, he played uh, P.T. Barnum in The Greatest Show can you think of anything else he played in but he's played in a lot of he's stuff. He's played in a lot of he's stuff. Played, yeah. Let's just put it that way. He's played in a lot of stuff. Now, would you consider yourself worthy to be on the same set as you, Jackman? No. We don't deserve to be on the same set with God either. But because of his love for us, because he wants to have relationship with us, he lets us on to his stage you are a supporting actor or actress in the greatest story that has ever ever been told now go out and tell others about this wonderful story that they can become a part of the greatest story ever told Hey, I hope you enjoyed 
today's episode of The Way of the Cross. If you've been encouraged today, please consider subscribing. And if you're already a subscriber, encourage someone else by letting them know about The Way of the Cross. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Way of the Cross podcast. Now go out, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus.